Hey guys, this is Tony with Energeek Designs. Today I'm back with another Energeek podcast. Today's topic I'm going to talk about is selecting the right font for a logo. I've seen this come up a couple times. People asking, how do I pick the right logo or font for a logo? How do I find the right font? What is a good font for a logo, etc.? All different variations of this question. Um, it's, it's a big question to ask because... Logos are something that people think are going to be easy to make. They're they're quick and dirty. Um, this is kind of true, but kind of not true at the same time. They they take a lot of time to figure out what is the best logo for your client, for their company, how to represent them. Um, and the logo is a key part of that. Uh, the logo helps define the uh, personality of the brand. The icon, if there is an icon, you know, it, it helps, but the font really, at the end of the day, signals what personality the brand has. Um, so selecting the right one is a big part of a lot of projects. If you don't select the right one, you can target the wrong audience, or you could possibly even just miss the message of the company. Um, so we'll go through that. We'll go through some do's and don'ts of selecting a font for a logo. There are some things I've seen people do that maybe aren't the best thing to do. Maybe aren't best practices, etc., etc. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. Um, at the start of all my podcasts, I like to talk about what I'm doing as an in-house designer. What I'm doing as a freelance designer. This kind of lets you guys see what what it's like to be a real-world designer, what I'm learning, what I'm doing, and help you in your journey to become a designer, or if you are a designer or a creative person, it just gets some real-world information of how it is. So let's talk about what I've been doing as an in-house designer. As an in-house designer, I've been doing a lot of things, a lot of small things. I've been taking up a lot of time. Um, we've been working on trade show options for 2019. Uh, this year we're going with a short throw projector to get a bigger screen and a smaller footprint um, without having to rent a TV because renting a TV has just gotten too expensive for the shows we do. We only do about a handful of them, but two of them we try to throw a lot at them just because they're, they're better shows, they're bigger shows, they're shows that we can get more bang for a buck for. Um, so... We've been looking at that. I got it set up. I got it working. Um, if you saw my Instagram story, you probably saw it a couple weeks ago or this week. I forget. But time's kind of blurring right now. But we got it set up. It was working. It looked good. Um, and now we're trying to figure out what we're going to project it on. Uh, we did it on our step and repeat, and I got a screen off Amazon. The screen off Amazon wasn't the best. It didn't work out as well as I thought it would. It was compact enough to ship, but it didn't, at the end of the day, do what the sales team wanted to do. So that got axed. Then we brought in the step and repeat to see, well, what if we did something that was less transparent? And that seemed to do the trick, and it got pretty big doing it. Um, so we were doing that. Um, we were doing that. We were. We found that. 
that the step and repeat works better. Find material. We're gonna use the frame that the step and repeat cut in because it's pretty compact. The only issue with this is the banner itself is eight feet wide, so that's a big sucker to try and ship around. Um, so we're trying to figure that out. I think what we're gonna go with is a banner material that's maybe a tighter weave than the one we have now. Um, because the one we have now will kink easier. Um, and I think that works. It's going to work better. I, mean, I found a 15 ounce one that looks pretty good. We're going to try that, see if that works. Um, and then there's another option that... Um, And then we have uh, another option that one of our salespeople brought up, which was, uh, it's, a, it's hard to explain. Basically, it clips on the rail of a trade show booth, and it fills up the entire area. The only thing, that's a little expensive, and I don't know if I'm willing to gamble $800 if it doesn't work for all our trade shows, and how well is it going to be set up for the salespeople? Because at the end of the day, they're the ones setting up the booth, not me. If it was me, I would say, let's do it, and I'll set it up myself, but... I'm not traveling with them. Uh, we're also ordering new collateral for 2019. I've been working on this for a while with the sales team, trying to get their opinion, trying to get their input. The thing is, though, when you get that much feedback, it's kind of hard to shift through it. Um, and not everyone can have what they want. And the sales team didn't realize how expensive it would get really fast. Like, we only had eight items requested, but that would equal like five or six grand if we ordered everything doesn't sound like much but when it's coming out of the marketing budget and we don't have that much allocated for giveaways it eats up real fast it would have to eat up some of our other stuff that we need so we narrowed it down we got some new things we're going to see what works what doesn't work and then go from there um, also had some issues with vendors which always happens every once in a while we had vendors saying that they want more work we had vendors that just screwed up um, so communicating with them, working it out, trying to get it all ironed out. Alright, let's talk about what I've been doing as a freelance designer. Uh, things have kind of slowed down a little bit on the freelance end. Uh, it's been a slow start, but I've gotten some nibbles, some people that are looking for stuff, I just gotta keep following up with them. Um, some, they're, they're not, they're not gonna turn anything, I can just tell by how the conversations have started. Others, people are looking for quotes. It's around that time where people get their tax money. They're looking to start stuff. They're looking to get stuff started. So they're looking for quotes of what they're going to spend it on. Um, I've been working on a new series of designs. Uh, I picked up an old one, which is uh, Warframe Designs. I've been doing those to uh, put on the Red Bubble Store and potentially sell to the developers. And then I've also been starting a new one on a series of Apex Legends, which is... Oh my gosh, that game is amazing. That game has been taking up too much of my time. That game is fun as hell. Um, I've been doing a lot of live streaming a lot more now, doing my work, doing uh, showing you guys how I do it. Um, if you want to hop into those live streams, it's twitch.tv slash designs. A lot of most of the days of the week or whenever my girlfriend's not home, just to, so there's not too much background noise going on and such. Hopefully that will change once we uh, move in the summer. All right. I'm doing a lot of that, doing a lot of client hunting, almost too much client hunting. But, uh, that's what I've been doing as a freelance designer. These slow moments, it's good to have side projects that you are working on 
to help feed your workflow. So these Warframe and Apex designs have been kind of helping me feed my Redbubble store to help get that up and going and continue to keep feeding that. So there's always that. So let's talk about the topic today. Uh, selecting the right font as for a logo design. There's a couple things that go into this. One, what is the company or the brand? What is it? Sorry. What is the target audience, and how are you going to communicate with it? Um, when it breaks down, there's two only types of fonts you really should be selecting for a logo, which is serif and sans serif. Serif is like your Times New Roman. It looks like your typewriter font. It's got all the stuff on it. Sans serif is like your Helveticas, your Vicheras, those type of fonts. Um, these are basically the two categories you should be choosing. They're the most legible. They work in different sizes. Um, and at the end of the day, uh, you could choose like decorative fonts and over-the-top fonts. But when you shrink it down, are they still legible? That's what it comes down to. Are they still legible? Um, you have to think about that when you're creating a logo, it has to be as big as a billboard and as small as a business card. If those two applications don't work, it won't work any smaller or any bigger. Um, I mean, you could even go as small as trying to put it on a pen. That's usually the most you will shrink it down to. Um, so that has to be taken into consideration. Um, and when you try to do decorative fonts or over-the-top fonts, they can't get legible that small. Uh, the printer can only print so small before it starts to crap out. Um, also, you need to think about how are you going to communicate with these people? What do these people want to feel when they look at your logo? If it's a, like a big company and they want the people to feel safe and secure working with them, you need to go with the same stair. Um, and it used to be, well, it's still kind of this. We're in a transition period, I'll say about this. About the stuff. We're in a transition period for high-end logos and brands. It used to be when you wanted to do high-end, you do sans serif, you do uh, regular to thin line weights. But now I think we're going into transition period. Well, we are for certain products where sans serifs are becoming a high-end font again. Um, Depending on the the font and the company, it, it could be a wider variety. There's more versions of sans serif font, or sorry, I reversed this. It used to be sans serif fonts, now it's serif fonts. Okay. Serif fonts, there are so many different combinations of how the font can look, because of how the serifs can look, how the angles can look how the weights can shift in the font. So you can have that in sans serifs, but you start running out of possibilities and different variations before it all just looks like Futura and Helvetica just modified. So there's that. Um, and I think you also need to think about, well, how is this logo going to look with my logo mark? So if it if it doesn't match with that, it it doesn't work. Um, it has to balance it out. It can't over 
compete with it or undercompete with it. It needs to be balanced. So say you have a big, let's say you have a a one by one graphic that's pretty over the top, and you have a thin font. That ain't gonna work. You need at least a regular font weight font that holds enough weight to balance it out. Say you have the reverse. Say you have a simple graphic. Well, then you might want a thin font, or maybe you might want, depending on how big the word is, you might want a uh, heavyweight font to help balance it out. These are things that everyone needs to consider. Um, I think something also to consider when you're selecting a font for a logo is if there's a subheading in the font. So you have the, the company name, and then there's a tagline or something, or a sub-brand name, whatever, however it goes. Those two need to balance out as well also. Those need to not compete with each other. If anything, the brand name or the company name has to be more important than the subheading. Um, and when you do this, you don't want to uh, you don't want to switch between serif and sans serif. Uh, it'll send two different messages. Uh, and you just don't want to do that. There's there's a couple of other things you can think about. Um, you know how legible is the font is always key. Is it sending the right right messages is key? Is it balancing out with the icon that mm -hmm. is? But also, there are going to be instances where the logo need or the type needs to stand on its own without the icon. There are applications where this comes in handy and needs to happen. And you need to look at is the font strong enough to stand on its own and still send the right message to the target audience. Uh, these are all things you need to look at. It's it's pretty simple, uh, but it's also really hard because I could sit there and go through 20,000 fonts and maybe only pick out four. So you have to kind of narrow down. You have to understand at the beginning, okay, this company is X, Y, and Z. They are targeting A, B, and C. So it needs to be GHI. So say it's like a Fortune 500 company. They're targeting. They do. Let's let's just do do a whole workbook. They're a Fortune 500 company. They let's say they're a B2C, so business to customer company. They sell. Let's just say makeup. Make it easy. They target uh, working class women that are mid 30s to mid 40s and have I don't know $200,000 yearly income. pretty simple easy to start up um, breakdown okay so we need something that's a little feminine but strong enough to stand on its own because these are strong independent women that are in the business world that are at an age where they're mature enough to understand who they are and what they want okay for this, I would probably go with something like a strong, a thick sand, or serif font. But I don't want the serifs to be over the top. I want them to be smaller and have elegant curves. Why is this? I want this font to signal that, okay, we understand that you're, you're women, so you want something that's a little bit more delicate. Those smaller curves are going to indicate that without them even knowing it. And those those curves are going to realize that we understand that you're feminine, but you're also strong. 
because we added the thickness of the font to help balance that out. I know all this even before I have even laid down a piece of pen to or a pen to paper or even made a click on Illustrator. I know that's the type of font I want because that's going to help communicate what the company wants to the target demo. This is why all the upfront work that people hate doing as designers comes in handy at the end of the day. Understand what your customers want. Understand how to communicate with your customers. These are all things you need to know before even designing. That's why selecting type is hard for people. They sit there and go through 2,500 fonts and can't pick one because they don't know who they're targeting, why they're targeting them, and how to target them. At the end of the day, logo design is just communicating visually what a company does and why they should work with them in simplified form. Um, but I think that's going to do it for this one, guys. I hope this one helped you. I hope you learned something good here. If you didn't understand anything, or if you have more questions, if you have Anchor, you can call in and ask me some questions. Um, if not, my Twitter and Instagram DMs are always open. If you have any more questions, I'm always open to answer them, help you guys out. Um, if you like this episode, if you like the podcast, rate, subscribe, share. If this one helped you, or if you got something good out of this one, share it with someone that might help you out, or it might help them, sorry. It's always good to share good information with good people. I have podcasts I share with people, so if this one helped you, share it to people. Um, getting back on the, the wagon of doing weekly podcasts, um, but... I will see you guys in the next one. Bye.